Hello, and welcome to Our Therapy for Nerds, a podcast where we discuss the latest shows we watch, games we play, and books we read in order to help keep our sanity in these crazy times we live in. I'm your host, Nikki. And I'm your other host, Andy. And today we're going to discuss Thor from a few points, uh, from the comics and from the most recent movie, Thor Love and Thunder. As a warning, spoilers ahead, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, we recommend checking it out, then come back here for a fun follow-up. Excellent. So one thing we can start with, or we'd like to start with uh, in these podcasts, is what you're currently reading, what you're watching, and or what you're listening to. So Nikki, what you're reading, watching, and listening to? Uh, so right now, well, I just finished uh, The Mighty Thor, uh, the Jane Foster, The Mighty Thor, which covers a lot. Um, it's about like a three-year period. Um, so there's a lot going on. That was a big one. Uh, and I just finished that a couple of days ago. I'm also reading, uh, the very first Miss Marvel, uh, comics, the, the 2014. And the, the Thor you read, the Mighty Thor, that's from a few years ago too, right? Yeah. That's from 2015 to 2018, I believe. Cool. Um, what are you reading, Andy? Well, uh, the only comics I'm reading right now, I meant to actually grab a few more, uh, but I, I just finished up uh, the latest Punisher, number four, uh, which has the Punisher working with the hand uh, and is kind of a follow-up of sorts to the Shadowlands uh, storyline where Daredevil was kind of possessed by this demonic entity known as the Beast, um, which is kind of this creature, demon, godlike creature that the hand worships and follows. As it turns out, the Punisher being the greatest killer of all times was the perfect kind of avatar for the, the beast. And they came up with a very compelling way to get him to work with the hand. And I will say I was skeptical at first, and this is something I'd like to talk about in another episode. I was skeptical at first how they were going to pull that off, but it turned out to be really, really good. Um, so what are you watching right now? Uh, just finished uh, the final episode of Miss Marvel. Good. So we, I, we've you? seen yep. all of that. Yeah, you watched that too. Um, really interesting. I really enjoyed it, actually. I wasn't that excited about it when it first came on. The first episode, I was like, Okay, let's keep watching you, it. You had fun with that first episode, though. Because I, I know what it's like when you don't like or care for something. You really won't pay attention to it. But you, you did pay attention to the first few episodes. I did. I It reminded me a lot. We have an 18-year-old daughter. A lot of what she was doing was reminding us of our daughter. And it was just kind of fun. And we even said we kind of sympathized with her parents more than her but as the show went on i really loved her character development um i i loved the way she kind of embraced her culture and i there was a couple of times in that final episode i it made me cry the last two episodes yeah, yeah the last two episodes so it was very touching heartbreaking too yeah. um so yeah i'm excited to talk about that more Maybe in our next episode. Yeah, maybe next episode we can talk about them. Uh, I myself, other than watching that, uh, <laughs> I've got quite a few. And I guess everything for the most part other than that was on Netflix. Uh, I am continued to watch The Last Kingdom, which I know I'm way behind the times on that. Uh, but as Nikki knows, I'm kind of on this weird Vikings fixation. 
in this. And while the Vikings aren't the center focus of the Last Kingdom, they are definitely a heavy presence in there. Um, so I've been watching that. I finished up Stranger Things, um, which I actually I liked. I was I, I enjoyed the last few. It was this season was way more brutal. Um, which is, you started watching it with me, and we did watch all the other seasons together. <laughs> yes, but the level of violence okay. kind of exceeded your threshold. This season, I started watching it, and I was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> like I was, I it was a different. Like I don't mind scary. But for whatever reason, it was pushing all of my freak out buttons. The brutality of it. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, no, no, no. And the girl on there, Max, looks a lot like our youngest daughter. Yeah. And I was like, this is just giving me like bad vibes. So <laughs> I stopped watching it for my own uh, mental well-being. Yeah. And I caught you up on all the other fun parts. Yeah. Of it, so. I read what happened and everything. So. And then uh, I I just saw another season of Forged with Fire dropped on Netflix. So I, I enjoy my my blacksmithing shows, my knife smithing that shows. That cracks me up so oh, much. I love it so much. Andy's like, yeah, one of these days we're gonna have like a forge in our backyard. We're gonna build a we're, this we're is gonna, gonna buy a, a bunch of land <laughs> and we're gonna put like okay, Andy, that's that's great. Just wait. <laughs> so uh, and then uh, are you listening to anything? Am I listening to anything? Not really. Are you? Yeah, I finishing up. Uh, I got back on a kick with uh, the Privateer Press uh, War Machine and Hordes novels. Uh, so I've been listening to those on uh, audiobook. I, I've had them for years, um, and there's a bunch of new things releasing with that. So I decided I really want to kind of catch up with the lore, and it really is surprisingly good. Uh, I'm about ready to start Shadows of the Sith, though which is the latest book that just came out uh, that bridges the gap between Return of the Jedi and uh, The Force Awakens. And we weirdly watched The, the Force Awakens last night. Yeah. It just kind of was like, let's just put something on, and we put that on. We haven't seen it in a while. We've got some issues with the the, the sequel trilogy, but overall, we rather enjoy them. And, and I've learned to love them more. Well, Andy has had more issues than me because Andy is more of a purist than I am. I enjoy, you know, new Star Wars stuff. Andy's like, you know, a huge Luke Skywalker fan, which I think... You were offended the way they treated Luke. Oh, Skywalker. very much so. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just more like, eh, he's a grumpy old man. Deal with it. And <laughs> well, again, and again, we can. This I think would be a great episode in itself. Uh, I grew up with the extended universe, which is no longer canon, but I read all those books growing up. Heck, even into my twenties, I've never stopped. Let's face it, I've never stopped. No, you reading are or constantly so, reading or listening to something Star Wars. So. so, and I've got some issues with that, but. Again, I think that's a good topic all to itself, and we'll get to that another yeah, time. Yeah, I did enjoy the the sequels. I mean, no, they weren't perfect, but no. also, what am I watching for my happy my happy factor what, that keeps me going is Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. I mean, I've seen the whole thing a couple of times, and I'm like, every time I feel a little down, it's it's just nice to just pop it on and. 
<laughs> we we also were kind of behind the times on that. We didn't catch up with that until Christmas of I this kept, last year. I kept listening or uh, hearing yeah, people talk about, about it. Ted Lasso, and so I said to Andy, like, we should check that out. So and did. it was so good. We loved it. So, so good. Highly recommended. Yes. All right. So let's get on with the main topic. I'm actually pretty excited about this because, for once, I'm not the nerd here. <laughs> I am the apprentice nerd. You are the master nerd. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to take on master nerd status. You are um, a veteran nerd of Thor listen, lore. Listen, listen, I'm not. But I read The Mighty Thor, the 2015 to 2018. I read the whole thing, which is a lot. Yeah. In like two days. She's a so, speed reader. You, you are a speed reader but for the audience out so there. So I feel like I really need to read it again just to, you know, more cement it in my... Fully appreciate yeah, it. And, and just kind of remember exactly how everything happened. But I wanted to read it, I, I think... With the new Thor movie, I thought it would give me a neat little, like, comparison and, and kind of, you know, um, a little bit more emotion involved into it, maybe more depth. So, yeah, I mean, so I was from a couple other sources, I was vaguely familiar with the, the Mighty Thor storyline and Gore the God Butcher storyline. Um, I There's a couple uh, Internet uh, YouTube channels that cover those things fairly, uh, very intensely. But obviously it's a lot different. It's basically a very in-depth synopsis versus reading it yourself, Mm -hmm. which there's always things you can pick up when you read it yourself. So I have the broad strokes here, so I think I can follow along. Um, Well, I think if you look at the comic, you know, the, the Mighty Thor, so there's a few things going on. And of course, the big one is Jane Foster is Thor, um, she has cancer. She has breast cancer. Oh, is that what is breast cancer? Yes. Okay. Um, she is, she's fighting, she's fighting the good fight. Basically she, it feels like it's her. I, I feel like sometimes it's her against the world because, you know, she's, she's Malekith is a big driving force of what's going on. Um, during this time. And for those who are not, Malekith was the villain from Thor 2. He's the dark elf, the one that has the weird, crazy half face. Yes. Um, so he's yeah. driving a lot of the bad stuff going on. Um, he is trying to conquer all of the realms. He's kind of gathering up this group of bad people. He's kind of pulling their strings and he's the puppet master. Um, he's got like the frost giants involved. He's got trolls. Um, and Jane is basically uh, going around trying to warn everybody like this is happening. We have to fight this. And Asgard is is basically in a civil war. Um, Odinson is gone. Um, Freya is been imprisoned by Odin. So Odinson is Thor. Yep. It's, it's Thor as we know him, mm-hmm. but Thor is more of a title, which which what you kind of find. Yeah, out so this. he calls himself uh, Odin's son after he becomes unworthy, which is a whole other story. Um, so 
Frey has been in prison and you're you're reading it and you're like, well, Odin's just completely gone nuts. He's crazy. <laughs> and he's got his brother there, which you're like, I, you know, another story too. But you kind of get the feeling that the brother is sort of kind of behind uh, Odin's crazy times. So uh, basically that's kind of what's going on. Civil War... Malekith causing all kinds of destruction everywhere. Uh, Jane has cancer and she is slowly killing herself. So. And it killed herself because. Because every time she picks up the hammer and she becomes Thor, uh, it, it basically gets rid of any chemotherapy treatment that has helped her along the way. And it, it kills her a little more every Every time she picks up the hammer. Right. Which, Carlo, it, it follows fairly similar to what happens in the movie as well. Obviously, this one was well before that. Um, so one thing I, re- I remember reading when this first came out, there was two statements that were very clear. She's not she-Thor. She is Thor. Yes. In this case, mighty Thor to help, I think, the reader differentiate between the fact they're talking about Jane Foster Thor. Yeah. And Odin She is Thor. Thor. In this moment, she is Thor. And... It, during this time, what the most really the most interesting thing I found out um, was how Mjolnir was uh, created. Yeah, I hadn't known that. That was even like I said, I follow the, the the synopsis. I had no idea about this whole side story. So they talk about different hammers in here, and they're sentient basically, um, and. Jane is like, this This hammer is basically talking to me and it's driving me to do things. And she almost even forgets who she is sometimes when she uh, holds it. So the hammer is like basically uh, became. So she was about ready to get her uh, identity. Um, so they were about to find out who she was. They were like, you're Jane Foster. We know you are. This, this was when she was in Asgard. And... All of a sudden, another Jane Foster shows up and they're like, oh, I guess you couldn't be Jane Foster. It was the hammer. The hammer <laughs> turned into, <laughs> yeah, awesome. the hammer's like, yeah, we're going to protect your identity. And Jane's like, what is up with you? Like, there is more to this hammer than uh, meets the eye. So the hammer takes her on a journey. It's like, yeah, we're going, we're going out here. They go to this like heavenly library. <laughs> And um, the librarian there tells the story of how there was a, I guess from the beginning of time, a a mighty storm. And it was uh, a sentient storm who fought against Odin uh, at one point. Odin made this, oh, I know. Odin was helping the dwarves defeat the trolls. And the trolls... Or I'm sorry, the dwarves gave when they won, gave Odin this rock. And it was like um The star metal, yeah. Yeah, couldn't be melted, all that. Um so Odin kind of like scoffs at this and he's like, This is stupid. Thanks for the rock, you know? <laughs> and by the way, you suck. And <laughs> so he he takes it back and meanwhile, I I'm pretty sure this is what kind of made the storm angry at Odin. And the storm's just like, I'm gonna like 
fight you. So Odin's like, bring it on. And they fight, and they fight for a long time. But finally, the storm starts to weaken a bit. Odin gets this rock that the dwarves gave him, traps the storm in the rock. Um, later on, gives it to the dwarves to make into a weapon. So made it into the hammer. And he takes the hammer, and the hammer's just not controllable. It's taken him all over the place. It destroys a bunch of Asgard, and he's like, all right, we're just going to sit this hammer right here. Nobody's going to touch it. Later on, it shows young Thor um, as a boy, and he's like, oh, what's this hammer, you know? And uh, Odin's like, yeah, we don't touch that hammer, and I defy you to touch it. So... It doesn't, you know, obviously we know eventually he does. But that's the story, which I was like, so uh, Mjolnir is actually a storm. That makes a sense. A mighty, mighty storm. <laughs> and that brings up, actually, uh, the, your conversation about Odin brings up the other point that I remember reading quite heavily during this time period. And that Odin represents the, the, the public, our public, as in you and me and everyone else, or more so... The, the fanboys who refused to believe Thor could be a woman mm-hmm. and the doubt that he spews at her because he's rather vicious to her. Oh, he's terrible to her. Oh, uh, is the actual sentiments that the public was crying at the writers at Marvel for daring to allow Thor to become a woman. And hey, I get it. You get used to something. You grow up with something. And you're like, "Mm, I don't like change, you know, whatever. But I think it's also interesting to think of it as the gods. They talk about the gods, not just Odin and Thor, but the gods as a whole are just the only difference between the gods and and mortals are is immortality. That's it. So they're just as they can be greedy, they can be hateful, you know. Um, and that's one thing actually I've gotten from reading or not reading from watching the very spiking shows period in Norse mythology, the the gods, like you said, that is the main difference in mythology is they are they are immortal. They are not like the schemers that like the Egyptian gods would be or, you know, other gods. They are fickle. And they basically do their own thing. They help humans occasionally from time to time, but really it's for their own good, for the gods' own good. They're the, selfish. The yeah. yeah, they're selfish. So, and that, you know. And like I think, true. like, you know, Odin couldn't pick up the hammer. It wasn't until, you know, Thor, uh, Odin's son, picked it up, was worthy. Nobody else was. Now Jane Foster is worthy, and she's just a human, not just any old human she's sickly she's dying right you know but she still was worthy to pick up this hammer so it's kind of this interesting look at how um there's a lot there's a lot in this in these comics about what makes somebody worthy and how we're all just trying to be worthy and that makes us worthy you know um and how the gods a lot of them are just they're no better than than any they're just immortal so yeah so you were actually uh a a friend recommended a more extensive reading guide kind of around this particular storyline so you told me we we thought you were reading the war of the realms but 
that was not the case? Is that so? Mighty Thor is not. I think it starts. The War of the Realm starts in this, but it doesn't finish till later. So, um, you know, that's one of the things that was going on. Uh, Malekith was going on, causing all kinds. He was conquering all these people. He basically took out the entire light elf um, population world. Um, the ones that were left. Alfheim. Alfheim, something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, then um, the ones that were left went uh, with the uh, the dwarves. And that involved another story that turned into Warthor, which... Warthor, which sounds very interesting. <laughs> yes, so that was... Um, I'm trying to remember his This is named Voltaic? Voltaic. Starts with a V. Starts with a V. Volstog. Yes. Um, And this is where the story gets dark again. Yeah, I was telling Andy when I was reading it, I was like, wow, things just got really dark. Um, So, again, a lot's going on, but Volstog goes to... uh, where the dwarves are, where the light elves, the ones that are left are. So just again, for those who are not aware, Volstag is the one in the car. He's one of the three warriors, I believe is what they're called. Oh yeah, Warriors 3. Warriors 3. Warriors 3. He's the fat one who's always eating. He's very jolly. Actually, kind of, I think, where we got part of the idea. Well, where we're Santa Claus. Santa Claus. That's what it reminded me of because he had like, there were these children there that kind of attached themselves to him because he had food like they're starving the light elf children the light elf children they don't have enough food the dwarves are just concerned with making more weapons um they don't have enough food uh so the children they're starving and so they're like oh this guy has food he always carries a bunch of food on him yes um so instead of toys it's food i guess and so they're they're with him. Um, I'm trying to remember what this race is called. The fire demons, searchers people. Yes. So the, yeah, the and, fire creatures. And searcher is gone, but his daughter is running things. Cinder, um, and they come and they're destroying everything and kill all of the light elves and everyone there. The children are with Volstog and. He's carrying them. He's trying to get them out of there. He's trying to get them to safety. And all of a sudden, the the fire, the lava, whatever comes and kills all the, the children, which I was like, okay. I had to take a little break. Um, it was dark. He is just absolutely enraged over this. He goes mental. And he... I'm trying to remember how it happened, but somehow he calls the ultimate... Thor hammer and the ultimate Thor being the original Thor yeah. from like the first, first of its ever kind. Or first and of again, kind. this hammer is sentient. It's like, um, it's, it's made of rage. It's, it's angry. It's very angry. Yeah. It's angry. It just wants to kill everything. And so Volstagg takes this hammer and, and just kind of like sometimes Jane does, he doesn't really, He's not really himself anymore. He's turned into somebody else, um, even so, more so. So Warthor basically is a berserker when it comes down yes. to it. it or yes. He gets into a rage and everything around him dies. So this is another story, um, another arc that happens um, 
he goes through, he's, he's trying to, to kill, uh, the fire demons. Um, he goes to their home and he's just basically killing all of the people, all of, well, all of the demons, the fire demons, whatever they are. Um, and that's how he kind of runs into Jane and Jane, uh, Thor, Jane Thor is like, yeah, uh, you can't just kill. There's like children, these demons have children and she's like, these children haven't grown up yet. They haven't made their own decisions. You can't just kill them. So they fight. He does end up putting down his hammer, uh, mostly because of Jane Foster. She turns back into Jane Foster. Uh, but then he calls it later on. So it's kind of a long drawn out story. He, he runs into Malekith in the end um, and he almost dies. So yeah, Malekith, you don't mess with him from sounds. Oh of my it. goodness! So, yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's be- Thor, Odin's son level or Thor level powerful or Jane, yeah, yeah, you know, mighty Thor level powerful. And he's very like, you know, what's the word for it? He's very he's smart about it because he's pulling a lot of strings, and you know he's planning. Uh, Jane is trying to warn everybody nobody's listening type thing. Loki is also involved in this. And with Loki, you're like, I apparently before uh, these particular comics came out, Loki had decided he was a good guy. And at the beginning, when you're first started reading, he's actually quite prevalent in it. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, kind of bored of this (laughs) right? and he's kind of like hooked back up with uh the frost giants his father his father is so awful to him he's just so mean and loki is is and you kind of like i get the feeling his father's kind of an idiot he's kind of stupid yeah i'm like i'm thinking like where did loki get his brains you know i don't know freya Pretty sure. I mean, the movies allude to it, and I think certain parts of the, you know, people who are probably well better versed in Thor than me uh, probably have a better answer. But I think he got it from Freya because they're both the magic-y versions of that family. So so you can definitely get the sense that he loves his mother. Um, in the beginning, he betrays her. He stabs her in the back, and then but you, literally he, he literally her in the back. stabs her in the back. But you don't. She doesn't quite die. She almost dies. Odin locks himself up with her, and they're kind of behind closed doors for a lot of this. But yeah, you're like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. I think Loki has probably got his own plan going on, but it's. You just know that he's got something cooking, but you're not sure what. Yeah. And he also had this really annoying beard <laughs> that he was. It's like he's trying to grow a beard and it's not quite working out for him. Right. So. Those people who just shouldn't just shave, just shave that off. <laughs> so. So in the end, um, there's so much in this that I can possibly go over it all. But in the end, Jane the man a man god comes so and that's also because of malekith he's puppeteering all this a man god comes he's going to destroy the gods of asgard 
Um, he is also a god killer, but he is not the god butcher. So Right. So Odin and Freya come out, um, you know, to the world because of Jane Foster. Again, she's the one that she goes and she's banging on the door and she's making speeches and all this stuff. So Freya wakes up. They come out and the man god comes. Um, Jane collapses. She ends up back in the hospital and... Odin's son has shown back up as well. They're all kind of together. And he's like, you can't turn into Thor again. You're going to kill yourself. So meanwhile, Thor, uh, Odin's son, has to go back up to Asgard to help fight the Mangog. They're losing. They're losing big time. They're getting their asses kicked. Um, Jane overhears someone talk about it. Um, it's a shield agent, but another story. So she hears someone talking about it and she realizes that she has to go up and help with this. She looks over to the window and there's Mjolnir floating (laughs) in the window. And she, and it was like, oh, that's not creepy at all. (laughs) Um, so she turns into Thor. She's like one last time because she knows she's not going to survive. People have told her you're not going to Dr. Strange even told her you're not going to survive one more time. She goes up, you know, battle happens in the end. She takes chains that was made for Ragnarok, uh, wraps it around Mjolnir and the Mangog and throws them into the sun. So Fenris, basically the chains intended to hold out Fenris. Yes. She, okay. Yep. So, and then she dies. Um, Odin's son is, of course, beside himself. He is begging her to come back. Uh, Meanwhile, you see her. She's at the gates of Valhalla. And Odin meets her there. And he's like, oh, it was you. It was Jane Foster all along. And he's kind of like, you think he's kind of angry at first, but then he's like, hey, you've finally proven yourself. Uh, I kind of like you now. You've saved everyone I love. And now your reward, uh, you're getting your reward. You're going to Valhalla. And there you go. And she's like, wow, this is really peaceful and wonderful. And I feel like I do belong here, but I don't feel like I was ready to die. So she's hesitating. And meanwhile, we go back to her body, her that's turned it. Oh, by the way, they shared a lovely kiss when she died. It was Thor and Jane Foster, Jane Foster and Odin's son. Um, Jane Foster and Odin's son, yes. Uh, well, Thor and Odin's son, then Jane Foster. She, she slowly turns into Jane Foster as he's kissing her and she's dying. So it was quite, you know, touching. Um, And he's devastated. So go back to them. He's like, someone help her. He's calling like the healers. He's doing, he he wants to bring her back. And they're like, no, there's nothing we can do. So all of a sudden, the storm, the... uh, The tempest. The tempest storm, it it comes and, and he starts somehow using this storm to try to push energy into her so much so his arm starts melting off yeah yeah <laughs> so his he's got an arm melting off he's trying to save her um jane tells 
Odin, like, she starts screaming she's in pain. And he's like, who's doing this, you know? So he goes back and he starts helping. He starts helping Odin's son um, kind of get this storm uh, to save Jane, to kind of wield it to, to help her. And eventually they do. And she wakes up. Um, What's kind of cool though, later on too, that, so he's missed an arm. You know what he uses as a replacement? What? Do you remember in the first Thor, the destroyer armor? Yes. He takes one of the arms off that thing and that's his arm. Oh, okay. Um, so she promises, she kind of says, I'm done with the hammer. Um, well, she threw it in the sun, so yeah. And she's like, I, I'm going to take care of... They, the world needs Jane Foster. I'm going to take care of her. But I really don't think that um, this is later on. She's like, there needs to always be a Thor. Odin's son's like, well, how's that going to happen? You know, he's like, Thor's over. And she gives him a piece of, of Mjolnir from the sun. So that's how it ends. It's very... Yeah, it's very... <laughs> Lots of components to that overall story. That was a very, very raw. That was a very messy, raw uh, retelling. There, there's a lot. I would definitely recommend anyone to read it. Um, written by, I believe, Jason Aaron. Yep, I think that's right. And uh, the also the art, which I don't remember who did the art. I'd have to look that up, but beautiful, really beautiful. So I would really recommend anyone um, that likes Thor that even just enjoys the movies to go back and and see it and and look at the differences, which there were many. There were many differences. Right. So So since you haven't kind of got to the God Butcher yet, and, you know, we we just saw the movie that ties in quite, again, it's those two storylines. It's the mighty Thor and God, uh, Gore the God Butcher kind of put into one storyline. You want to go ahead and start talking about the movie then? Yeah, let's talk about the movie. So, first and foremost, what was your overall impression? There, we've read a lot of reviews, lots of divided feelings on it. What, what's your overall feeling? You know, it. I liked it, um, but I can understand why a lot of people didn't like it. I totally get it, especially if you're a huge Thor comic book reader. Maybe... To me, if that was you, you might feel like they didn't take it seriously. They didn't give it the, uh, I don't know. Dignity in one sense. Dignity that it deserved. Um, But watching the movie, yes, it was out there. It was definitely out there. Definitely a lot of funny parts. Definitely a parts that you were like, okay, they jumped the shark on that one. Um, there are a lot of sh- lots of shark jumping in there. There was, so. but it was it was funny. But um, I think that there was also a lot of heart. Yes. In it, definitely a lot of heart. Um, I did. I again, I cried a couple of times. Um, what did you think? I agree. Uh, you know, I, I read one thing before we went in. I don't know. Actually, this was after we got done watching a day or two later. And the comment is, folks, this is a comedy. Yeah. So if you can enjoy a comedy, you'll enjoy this movie. If you don't want Thor in a comedy, you're not going to like it. And I think that's very true. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. 
Um, there was lots of just way out there stuff happening in this movie. Um, but, and then lots of little gags that, you know, like the, the goats, mm-hmm. um, they were super obnoxious throughout every time they were in a scene, but they were hilarious because they're so obnoxious. But it's also a nod to Thor does actually ride a goat yes. in the comics. Yes, so it, it was kind of a, a nod to that, even though it was really ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so Thor, first of all, Chris Helmsworth has a great comedic timing. Oh my and gosh. And he really showed, yes, he is built like a superhero, literally. And he's got great comedic timing and he does it so well. And that just kind of keeps you going. Because if you if you really put all the movies into perspective, not this comics yet, but just the movies, Thor is really messed up. Oh, he yeah. has had a horrible run of it. He really is the last kind of his people as he is. I mean, there are as guardians, but his whole family is dead. Yep. His love of his life gone. Um, the Avengers pretty much gone. Um, he knew he failed reality while he was able to make that up in the end. He still failed reality or the people of, um, you know, the galaxy when he failed to kill uh, Thanos in Infinity War. So he's got all, and then his sister comes back, kills, you know, uh, his father ends up dying before that. Um, and she basically causes Ragnarok to happen in the first place. So, yeah, he is suffering from massive PTSD in this movie, or by at the end of last movie, and he is working through it in this one. Yeah, yeah, he's, it's funny. It's like he's Fat Thor. He's Fat Thor. And, and was it, which movie was it? That he basically said, I can't lead, I can't rule. I don't remember. Anymore. Um, but that, that and, and said, Valkyrie, you're in charge or whatever. Oh, that was the last one then. That, that was uh, in Ragnarok. Was that in Ragnarok? Oh, no, no, no. no. That was in uh, Endgame. Okay. Endgame. Endgame. So. so what I thought was interesting, though, is when all the people of Asgard were flipping out because their children had just been kidnapped. And he's like... Valkyrie's trying to get everyone's attention and get everyone to calm down. All he has to say is Asgard. And they stop and they listen. They listen. So he he needs to lead. He needs to be a leader. Um, or he still has that in him. He's just not mentally able to do it. And then on the other side of that, you've now read Through the Mighty Thor. What did you think of how Natalie Portman did as Mighty Thor? I thought she did great. I really did. She had a lot of heart. Um, It was just, it was so sad to see her deteriorating and just, you know, and when she picked up the hammer, you know, and she was Thor and, and just, you know, I thought she did an amazing job. And what I appreciate, and they did this both in the comic and in the movie, they weren't going to use some magic to cure her. Yes. She, they, they could have, obviously. Now, in the comics, she kept saying no magic. She didn't want magic to cure her. And I knew they weren't going to do that in the movie. They didn't even go there. Well, they, I thought they mentioned at one point, but the, that she was not going to use magic to cure herself. Or I, I can't remember how they did it. But to me, I was like, I told Andy, I knew they weren't going to do that because that would be somehow lessening cancer in in our real world like it's there's no magic 
you know, um, so I, I knew they weren't going to do that. So uh, Gore by Christian Bale in this movie. What do you think of that? Really great. Really sympathized with his character. I mean, you're like, yeah, I get it. I understand why you're wanting to kill all the gods. You know, um, his little girl died in his arms. And that God basically mocked him for being stupid for following him. Yes. Um, which that's not quite how it happens in the comics. Um, it is the, the basic theory, same um, idea. Whereas the, uh, these, these people, these Gores people are trying to survive in a harsh desert like environment. Um, and the, the gods are not paying attention to them. And ultimately he is the last one of them after his child dies. Now in that one, he sees, uh, the, basically his god fighting the black knight looking person they kill each other but that's where he gets the necro sword uh, which in the comics is based off of null who is the god of the symbiotes you know which venom for those who love venom that's the god of venom's people so i thought he was a great uh villain though because you sympathized with him but also he was Creepy. Creepy as He was August. creepy as heck. Especially when they're in the shadow dimension. And yes. he was like listening to the children that he. So he was the one that kidnaps the children. And he's listening to them talk about how they're going to be rescued. And he just. He joins in without them knowing it. And that whole scene just is. It was creepy really creepy. Out, so. I was sitting there going, please don't do anything. I didn't think he would. I, I didn't think he would hurt the children, at least not like that, um, because his own child, you know, there yeah. is part of him that remembers his own child. Yes. I, that was my belief. I have nothing else to back it up other than that was my belief yes. from the previous part of the movie. So, yeah, really good villain. Um, now, I think another main star of this movie was Guns N' Roses, uh, the music <laughs> of Guns N' yes. Roses. And what, you know, we've talked about this before, and I need to go back and watch the movie again, but the music tells you what's about to happen in the story or what's kind of happening in the story. If you if you are a Guns N' Roses fan, and I wouldn't say Nikki and I are, but we grew up with it. So we are very, very familiar with Guns N' Roses. Very familiar with it, yeah. If you know what the songs are about, you know what's about to happen in the story. And that's more true than ever at the end when November Rain plays. Oh, my God. And that was always one of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs. In fact, I've got it on my all-time playlist that I have all my favorite songs on. Right. And so November Rain, the, the story really is about a guy who loses the love of his life. I don't remember if the in the, the it's based off a short story that I got turned into a I know, believe, song. wasn't it, drugs? I it was either drugs was, or something, yeah. She was addicted or... But his love ends up dying. Yes. And he can't handle it, and he's having a hard time with it. That's what November Rain is about. Yeah. So when that point of the movie kicks in, you knew Jane was about to die. And I think also it was the movie showed why is Thor uh, Odin's son? Why is he worthy? Right. I mean, we already knew Jane was. We're, we already knew that. But when they go to... The where uh, Hercules, not Hercules, um, the Omni Zeus, yeah, Zeus, the omnipotent, omnipotent city, omnipotent city yeah. something like that. Um, 
and all those gods are there. And I mean, they're trying to get Zeus to help them. And and Zeus is just like, hey guys, just you know, let's let's have an orgy. Let's just drink and eat. <laughs> We're gonna stay hidden here and have an orgy. <laughs> and who's bringing the snacks? You know, yeah, basically. And Thor's like, yeah, we can't do that. We have to go, you know, be honorable. And so we get that. We understand. And also we understand Thor and Jane or Odin's son and Jane really love each other. Like they are truly deeply in love. It's not about looks. It's not about anything, but right. they love each other. Right. And kind of same thing with the, the storyline. She has one last chance and. Um, that was kind of a nod to the comic. She knew it was going to kill her. Yeah. Odin's son was like, no, don't do it. Please don't do it. She did it. So that actually is part of the one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, which when it's basically he gives the children powers of the god. Oh, my God. Oh, I loved that part. Temporarily. <laughs> that when the kid held up the stuffed bunny rabbit and was so, like, ah. So basically, yeah, they he, he tells him to grab a weapon. So they do. And this one little girl just carries her stuffed bunny. And he imbues the weapons or the things they carry with the power of the gods, basically. the Like um, Mjolnir. Uh, so they each have godlike powers for a little bit of time. Which... When I saw that was also, to me, a big nod to the Wrecking Crew from the comics. They're a villainous crew. They each have, like, one of them has a crowbar, one of them has a ball and chain. That's the same thing for them. Those weapons are imbued with the powers of Asgard. So they're all, like, superhumans. They're supervillains. Um, so that was a funny part. I they're, love that part. So the kids are going ballistic on all these shadow creatures. November Rain's playing in the background. Um... And Thor is fighting Gore. Fantastic scene. It was good. So, it was really good. Loved um, it. So, yeah, that's just lots of fun with that part. Um, and then when Jane is dying, because we knew she would, mm -hmm. and they share that moment, that was kind of like the comics, except I honestly think this was even better because they were kind of laughing together. You know, they were kind of having their own moment. Thor's like, I'm not going to mess with you right now. He says that to Gore and and he's like, I, why would I do that when I can spend these last moments with her? Yes. And that's it. So, yeah, he has the opportunity to fight Gore, supposedly. Um, and Gore's kind of like, why aren't you fighting me? And he's like, because. Well, Gore is about ready to make his wish. With eternity. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, instead of trying to stop him, he's like, you know, you could do the right thing here. You know, I understand why you're angry, but instead of being angry, you know, just let's do love. Let's do love. And that was kind of in the, the main topic in the comics, too. That's what Jane said to the Mangog. She's like, I'm not fighting with anger because the Mangog was like, why are you fighting for these gods? They're they're awful. And Jane's like, I'm not fighting for hate. I'm fighting for love. Right. So, uh so he's spending this these moments with Jane, and I I gotta tell you, I was bawling. <laughs> I was like, tears were running down my face. It was so sweet. And when she whispers in his ear, you know, because the whole movie she's trying to come up with her catchphrase, her yeah. catchphrases, and she's like, I've got the best one. And she whispers it, and we're not sure what it is yet. And he laughs, and it's just, oh my gosh, heartbreaking. Meanwhile, uh, Gore wishes for his daughter. 
To come back, yeah. And because Jane said she won't be alone. At first, he's like, if I bring her back. I mean, that's what all parents are afraid of. What would happen to their children when they're not around anymore? Even when you know that you're going to be gone someday when they're adults, you, you're yeah. worried about what what's going to happen. Um, and... So it was just so real because that's I've had those fears before as a parent. And, you know, I, I it was very touching. And he so he he knows that she'll be looked after. He brings his daughter back and then he dies. Basically. He dies. Yeah. Jane dies. She goes to Valhalla. Yep. So and we have a feeling her story has not ended. No. If you read the comics, you kind of have an idea what's next. Then you go back to. To Earth. Is it Earth that they're on? Yeah. They're yeah. in New Asgard. Yeah. On Earth, which is, I think, in Norway. How adorable. I mean... Oh, where... Uh, yes. I'm sorry, where Thor and now uh, the daughter... No, that's another planet, Okay. So, they're together, and he's making her breakfast, and she's like, this sucks. And it's like, yes, that's, that's our youngest daughter. Yeah. He's making her pancakes, or... <laughs> yes. I can't remember how he words it, but... And he, it makes it sound like she's about to go to school. And he's like telling her to have a good day. You learn her education. No, she's not ready to go to school. She's learning to fight like he is. And that was even great. And so. they are love and thunder, which is what I'm guessing Jane whispered in his ear. Correct. That's my guess. So. And oh, my God, that was adorable. I loved it. I want to see them. I want to <laughs> see them more. I want to see their their shenanigans. And well, well I, what surprised me is I always assumed this was his last hurrah. But if you watch the full credits, it's like. Thor will return. So let's hope that he returns with the kid because it was so cute. He's got to. I mean, we'll see how they can. So. And I just think it was like before they went out there to fight and he's like, you know, what do you do? And she's like, you protect good people who are, you know, maybe not as strong as we are. Yeah. And I loved that. I just loved it so much. And she like drew like she dressed up Mjolnir. Mjolnir is <laughs> oh like this, God, like a doll. Yes. That was so, that was so cute. He's like, paint not coming off. Hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> it looks good. So cute. I love it. So one thing I'd like to talk about, too, I mean, we're, we're kind of getting to, uh, getting close to an hour. So let's kind of go talk about one other aspect of the movie. Um, Valkyrie and, and uh, Korg, um, which I think there was some expectation that she was supposed to this was going to be one of the very first uh, gay superheroes in the movies. They they alluded to her bisexuality in the last one. Actually, they talked about it briefly in this one, where because, she was. In yeah, the, it was another Valkyrie. Who, another Valkyrie. Yeah, the, the head Valkyrie. I yeah, think. in fact, I think she fell saving. Yes, when she was fighting Hel yeah. Hela. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, so they had that aspect, and then Korg. You find out that basically there are no female, <laughs> that two men get together, hold hands over lava, and then a new, uh, a, a new, I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, I can't either. Their, their race is called. I, I was a little disappointed that they didn't do more with Valkyrie. And I'm assuming that either maybe she'll get her own show, maybe she'll get her own movie. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, do you think... Did the inclusion of that kind of a commentary in this modern day, did it make a difference to you? Do you think it was forced or do you think it flowed well in the story? Because that's obviously not from the comics. 
Oh, I think it flowed well. I liked it. I mean, I think they could have done more, honestly. Um, I wish I want to see more of Valkyrie and I think that we will. Yeah. I think that we will see more of Valkyrie. So, um, I, I don't know how I don't read all of this stuff. Like Andy, Andy's usually knows what's going on. He's like, Oh yeah, they're making this show. They're making, they're talking about this. I don't know. I, I just know what I watch. And then I kind of think, Oh, I feel like they could do more with this character. And I hope that they do. To me, the only thing I, I the, the issue I have with Valkyrie in the movie was how she just basically ended in the movie. Um, where it's like she's there, she's a badass, she's fighting with them throughout the whole movie, and then she gets hurt. Granted, she gets hurt pretty bad. And she's like, I'm out. You, you, This last battle's yours, and then just kind of walks away. And I was like, well, that's kind of abrupt. You know, I, you know, it just, it seemed a little bit like, did they just run out of things to say or do with her, and they didn't know what else to do? Maybe they decided we're going to do a lot more with her, so we're not going to... Uh, give her a full arc in this one because she didn't really have an arc at all in this. She didn't, no. So, and that, that surprised me. I thought yeah, she was. In so. Ragnarok, she did. Yes. And I loved hers and Thor's friendship in Ragnarok. I it's thought fun. it was just fun and cool and heartwarming. Um, so I was glad to see her in this, but yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. You saw that she was struggling uh in leading with leadership yeah um and you could tell she wanted to find love she still got a drinking problem yes <laughs> um and then korg is just i think he's comic relief yes but yeah. also a lot of heart i love that character he, so yeah much. he he basically is very blunt and he's like the storyteller at the beginning and the end and the director is taiko ftd i believe is how you pronounce his name he is Korg, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the director. Yes. I feel like he hilarious. gets my humor. Like, <laughs> you know, I think he's <laughs> he's the anti-dark movie guy, which is great because everyone for a while thought every movie needed to be dark and gritty like the Batman series. And guess what? No. We want our superhero movies to be fun sometimes. Have it's a, a nice balance yeah. because we've had a lot of dark movies lately, like Doctor Strange. Oh, Doctor Strange, um, yeah. Multiverse of Badass was insanely dark. But again, I can get why some people didn't like this movie. Yeah. I totally understand. I enjoyed it. So Yeah, I did too. Like I said, I in fact I do want to go see it again just to kind of pick up what I missed. Um, yeah, same. I guess the last thing, Sif, she was just kind of it seemed like she was put in there to set something else up for the future. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be the love interest of Valkyrie. I don't feel like that's the case, but. Uh, oh, I didn't even think about that, but yeah, maybe. But I, I do hope we see her again. That was... I like her. Yeah. And I know she and Thor had some past romance too. Um, in the comics, at least. I just like how the fact when he first meets up with her and she's armless and she's like, I'm ready to go by Holly. It's like, you can't cause you didn't die in battle. Your arm is probably there though. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just hilarious. <laughs> that was good. So, and the, the, the Guardians weren't, I don't know if they were super necessary. It was fun to see them. I, um, lo- I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I, I love the Guardians and I can't wait to see the next movie with them. Uh, I've always said the Guardians, if I were a Marvel superhero, that's who I would be. I would be, they're weird. 
And <laughs> they're just kind of like, don't fit in anywhere. I totally feel that way. I don't fit in anywhere. So I think, you know, I just love to see them. I didn't really care if they didn't have a big purpose. I think Chris Pratt's character did. Star Wars did. He, he kind of helped set things up for Thor or at least give him permission to follow his own destiny to a degree. He did, but also on another level, it showed that Thor was having a hard time finding his people. Yeah. yeah. So he was lonely. He was trying to, you know. Yeah. So. So wrapping this up, um, Thor, very interesting character, very different from the comics and then the movies. Yeah. Um, but still very interesting. I have found a definitely a new love for Thor as far as comics go. I never really wanted to read the Thor comics. I, I loved the movies, but, you know, I started reading it and there's just a lot to it. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to exploring it more. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to, I think, follow up after you're done reading them. Um, so, yeah, Thor, a lot more interesting than I thought. Um so I think next time, you know, we've got a couple of things we, we thought about talking about, kind of going a little bit more in depth in the comics we're reading, but also I think Miss Marvel deserves uh, definitely some conversation. Absolutely. Uh, so I think in our next episode, we are going to discuss her a little bit more. Um, again, to your point, I found a newfound appreciation uh, after watching the series. I wasn't super excited about her when she first came out after reading her. I, or after watching the series, I definitely want to go back and read her in the comics. Uh, and it's, it's I think, a necessary uh, character for our, our times. Yeah. I don't know how much, you know, Andy is, like, you like the comics kind of like Punisher, Captain America, stuff like that. Miss Marvel is not quite on your interest list, but it's definitely worth another look. I loved her. Um, I really love, uh, I loved the series. I'm enjoying the comics. Some of the comics are a little young, um, for me, but they also have some depth. So I'm looking forward to more. Yeah. I, I honestly, since having kids, having daughters, especially, um, I have a newfound appreciation for stories like that. Um, stories that are for our kids, not for me, um, where you don't have to have a dark, gritty background. Um, and that she is kind of, a the hope, I guess, if you will, of the future, uh, she and her fellow champions and other uh, heroes. So yeah, definitely think she deserves, uh, some attention. And I think next time we'll, we'll discuss her. All right. All right. Well, until next time, uh, Nikki, I, I appreciate all the information I learned from you on Thor. <laughs> it's fun to hear it, it. It was a little rough and tumble, but yeah, I, I loved reading it. All right. Well, again, thank you all for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.